welcome to The Power of Synergy. I'm your host, Gabrielle Cardona. And today we're going to be talking about synergy in sort of a different context, really in the context of physical health. How much does your physical health affect your soul and how much does that affect other people? Is your health contagious? Because we know, especially with the COVID-19 pandemic now that's become a worldwide, literally a worldwide disease, <laughs> everything is don't don't spread the disease, don't spread the disease. But thinking about synergy, what we create when we come together, some people would almost say that staying away from each other undermines our ability to be strong to fight disease. When our immune system is compromised, we're more vulnerable to illnesses, all kinds of illnesses. Now this show is about synergy. The actual definition of synergy from a dictionary is the total of two separate entities coming together, increasing to the point of more than the sum, right? The total is greater than the sum of its parts, but that's even more true with humanity, with humankind, with people. Now, the show started a little bit late today because we're having some technical difficulties and I'm doing show remotely now because of this pandemic. So I'm still working with my producer about how to get the, the technology that I have with the technology he has, including the sound systems. So what I'd like to do is still open the show to um, callers, anybody who wants to call in and ask a question or contribute their, just their opinion to the conversation because we're going to say a lot of things today that a lot of people are very passionate Okay, passionate about. So, BBS Radio, the station number is 888-627-6008. And my producer is Don. He's quite the charismatic. So, if you want to go ahead and tell him who you are, your name, and if you have a question, that would be great. We're going to still keep working on getting this technology from a distance, um, running smoothly. But thank you to all of my listeners and viewers for your patience. Okay, so now we're talking again about synergy, just when it comes to human health, what does your health do to other people? To, and how far does it go? You know what? Six feet. Okay. Well, if I'm toxic, then as long as you're six feet away, everything should be fine, right? Yeah. Let's go ahead and think about that. I'm going to pull up some information here just so I can keep checking my time. I want to make sure that I take breaks uh, periodically to where people can call in during a break if they want to dialogue but don't necessarily want to say anything on the air because this is a very important and it's for some people a very intimate issue we're not only going to be talking about the physiology of health but the emotional and the psychological and the um social connections because let me ask you this well if you are physically healthy then you'll have a better mindset well, okay, yeah, but if you have a better mindset, you're more likely to be physically healthy. Okay, forget that one. Let's just go to the emotional. If you're in a good mood, you're not going to go crazy, and that's not going to make you be unstable, which is going to make you more vulnerable to not just viruses, but infections, right? Dirt. Or, well, do you believe that? Some people do, some people don't. If you have a pill and if you have a good solution chemical, then you're safe, you're protected. What, how, how are our bodies built? What do we have sort of in our back pocket as our defense? We have a lot of great things that nature has given us to say, you know what? It's not just about 
reproducing and surviving like the animal kingdom, we are very intricate and we're very complex. And some things in principle are very simple, but we have an amazing constitution. Okay, so thinking about this now, we are actually built to live forever. Think about this. If you have your body, some people say the body re sort of regenerates itself every seven years, but there are things like the skin that are fresh and new every 40 days. Our, um, our physical, our muscles, when we go to exercise, they break down. The muscle actually breaks down in order to immediately repair itself and re-edify, bigger, healthier, stronger. That's kind of cool, <laughs> okay? When we're thinking about our vision, well, if we take care of ourselves, our eyes, our, our nose, our mouth, our, we actually have amazing senses that can go really well for a very long time. Some people die younger than others. Well, there are a lot of factors, internal and external. What I, what I love telling people is a story about my trip to Asia. When my mother took me on an airplane, I don't know who's been to Bangkok. It's a little flight from Seattle. I was coming from Seattle, going to Bangkok, Thailand. And I said, Mom, you know what? This is 15 hours. I've been sitting for 15 hours on an airplane. I, I can't go to the bathroom. I'm, I've, never, I've never actually had this problem. I've tried twice, and I can't go to the bathroom. And she said, don't worry about it, honey. I've got a great reflexologist. And I said, I've heard of that. That's a foot massage. You honestly, how naive can you be? You think a foot massage is going to help with this series? This is a digestive problem. Well, it's a bowel movement. Well, it's a, okay. I don't even know. I don't even know. But the fact is a foot rub is not going to change anything. Well, he sat me down and I was in this chair. It was kind of, it wasn't even like a real clinic. It was like a, a studio, right? Maybe they could do dancing or they could have a class and I said okay I think I think the fact that I don't really know what this is I'm gonna just go ahead and go ahead show me what you got what's the worst I mean a good foot massage maybe that'll relax me I'm still trying to kind of wrap my mind around the principle to make this a better experience than the situation I was in okay so you started to my feet and he hit certain points in my foot that I, no one had ever, no, I had never had that. Oh, what are you doing? That hurts. You're, you're supposed to massage my foot. He said, oh, you know, have gone to the bathroom. I said, how did you know that? I never told you. And I looked at my mother. I said, what did you say to him? He said, she said I didn't say anything. I've been with you the whole time. And he said, no, don't worry. I help you. I fix it. And so he kept going and that was about 45 minutes. That was very difficult, but he went to all the different parts of my foot. And you know what? Some people do more time on the hands because it's relatively the same thing. There are pressure points that correspond to internal organs. Wow, that was amazing. I was exhausted. First of all, I just thought because I had been on the plane, but it, it did relax me. And I went back to the hotel and I said, beautiful rest and and I probably would have been asleep for a good eight nine maybe what 10 hours I immediately woke up just suddenly about three hours after I got to the hotel room ran right into the the restroom and yeah took care of it it, it took care of everything I was I was impressed and I was kind of intrigued and I thought you know what there are things going on in our body I was told when I was a little girl that the skin is the largest organ in the body. When we touch each other, that could be that could be a hug, that could be a kiss, that could just be holding hands. It could be touching someone on their face, 
Um, or if if they are stepping, you could you could touch their arm. That that does something to them. It does something mentally and emotionally and to their immune system. It boosts their immune system. Wow, that's that's kind of cool to know. You could you could do a whole lot of good with that or a whole lot of bad because we are very vulnerable. And that's what I want to keep talking about, just in a different context. Again, we're going to be talking about external environment, right? Things that could potentially affect us. Our internal processes of, yeah, what's happening could be very different in here than what's happening out there. But they will always be symbiotic, affecting each other, some being the cause, some being the effect. At any given moment, that could reverse but they are indelibly intertwined. They are not mutually exclusive and we cannot ever eliminate one or the other. One of the other things I like to tell, tell people about is, I like the idea of laughter, the chemistry of laughter. We have some really good, we have some really good hormones in us. And when, when we say a really funny joke and people start laughing, if we had been, <laughs> that was good. If they start laughing more and more, it actually does build up that energy in us as well. And we're more likely to laugh longer or louder or harder when we're around someone who does have that good, healthy, positive energy because it is contagious. You don't, you can't really, you can't really fake happiness. And that's something that we're definitely going to be talking about our own happiness on what levels and others' happiness on those same levels, some internal, some external ways we can affect things, but most importantly, how they feed off of each other. And in a synergy way, we are accountable for the power that we have. Power comes with responsibility. Once you know that what you're saying and doing is affecting people, you are responsible for the way that you behave. And accountability means you're going to have to render due for the things that you say and do, maybe not directly to that person. Yeah, but in life, in the world, you might not ever interact with that person ever again. But what you have sent out into the world is being propelled and perpetuated in different ways, in different times. Yeah, it's very important. So again, keep those things in mind. Today, we're going to be talking about the internal and the external experiences that we have as humans and more importantly how our synergy really is about our health on all of those levels we're going to take a real quick break now and again this is the power of synergy on bbs radio i'm your host gabrielle cardona Welcome back to the Power of Synergy on VBS Radio. I'm your host, Gabrielle Cardona. And today we're talking about your health, 
your physical health is usually what you think of when you think of your health. But the question is, is your health contagious? So let's talk about the other elements, the other factors that comprise your health. As a human being, we have our mental health and emotional health in addition to our physical health that are all indelibly intertwined, like I said, and they all feed off of each other and are propelled by each other and affect and have an effect on each other, all three of them, one to another in many, many different ways. And so if you think about what you know that to be for you personally, let's just get some broad generalities of humanity and how we work. And again, if, if anybody wants to call in and ask a question or make a comment, because there are a lot of different opinions, a lot of very, very uh, passionate opinions that people have about these topics, feel free to call the radio station. The BBS radio number is 888-627-6008. Okay, so let's start now with this um, next segment in the external. Okay, let's talk about the external health. When we're talking about are you contagious and your composition instead of your constitution. Okay, what's the difference between your composition as opposed to your constitution? When you're thinking about your current condition, that is a manifestation of um, more of the superficial things, okay? Your actual constitution is the very, very core of the substance of what your everything external is going to be um, a manifestation of, okay? So certain things you can take a step back and say, okay, I'm going to take care of this one little topic, but the issue is really the source, okay? So when we're talking about things like clean, I've always loved telling people this about my husband. You know what? I grew up in the United States and we have uh, three different kinds of just cleaners for household jobs, okay? And that's just the windows and the floors and the wood as opposed to the kitchen because that's something very different, what we do on the kitchen floor. Sometimes in the carpet, you, you know what my husband said? He said, honey, if it's something that's really a, a problem, a potential threat, we have bleach, Okay, now bleach is a good thing because it's cheap and it's easy and it's, it's very multifunctional. And I said, it stinks. And you know what? It might not be as good as this blue liquid or this yellow or green liquid that I have. And he said, he said, honey, you just got to trust that if it's, if it's bad enough to need to die, bleach will kill it. Okay. Okay. So what is clean? We have a great immune system in our body that if there is, in fact, something, one of the minutia, little germs, not necessarily a disease, because obviously that's different. When we're talking about the extra um, germs that are just the dirt, right, that's part of daily life, our immune system is equipped to fight so much. We have the ability, but it's kind of a, the conundrum. If we don't use it, it becomes weak. You would think that if you used it more and more, it would become more exhausted. That's not true. The less and less you use it, the weaker and weaker it becomes. So thinking about that now, one of the next um, topics that I like to discuss, especially with my clients when I coach them is, how aware of your body are you? Do you know how, first of all, to listen to your body? 
when it's communicating because everyone is different. Yes, there are some consistent patterns in just human um, biological processes. Yeah, we all have certain things happening the same way, but everybody's body speaks to them differently and everybody has to learn how to listen to their own body before they can respond to it successfully, accurately, effectively. Do you know how to listen to your body? Well, it's important for people to be able to say, okay, I've never actually learned how to do that. That's one of my projects. That's one of my personal goals is just to know how to listen to my body. Yeah, that's really good because that is something that if there's external things going on around you, your body is immediately going to say, okay, hi, you know what? Notice something's going on. Let's go ahead and do something about it. But that's also in an internal, right? There's something going on in here and I've been giving you all of these different symptoms. And that's why they say in the stores and restaurants, if you're having these symptoms, coughing, sneezing, you know, exhaustion, the aching, the that's your body going to work. That's telling you, okay, I'm, I'm getting some things done. But even before that, we have other signals and indications. Okay. So do you know how to listen to your body? And that to the next point, do you know how to respond? Well, okay, let's just, let's just for now, let's say if there's something externally going on, you can say, let's go ahead and deal with it in an external way, but let's just talk about what we're doing before it could even become a problem. In our mindset, how much of what we have and what we do is really about quantity over quality we have as a collective now society, and I'm, I'm basically can. Um, considering the American audience that I have here, because other cultures, they're not this way. Other societies do not believe this. More is better. More is better. Always. It's, it's always to get a supersized drink for 30 cents more if it's twice the amount. Well, okay. And that's good. Restaurants can make more money because it only costs four cents, right? For a 32 ounce drink. So they're going to make some good money. But then what happens when our mindset actually changes about what is valuable and what's important, we end up doing external things that are harmful to us because balance is the key. Everything that's happening to us internally and all the things that are going on around us externally are for the, um, the goal of maintaining balance, stability, and everything happening in a healthy way needs to be stable balanced in moderation yeah that's the only way you can do it excess of anything throws everything else off so less is more quality over quantity do you believe that the things in your life are really good quality if you have the the 32 ounce drink what's it made out of well you know what it used to be sugar I don't know how old my viewers are, but 50, 60 years ago, when you had a not diet drink, they, they used a sugar, right? So I heard that it changed to high fructose corn syrup. And now a lot of the chemicals are variations of that or their diet. You know what? Hey, if you're diet, you're, you're drinking something with that, that zero calorie sugar, then you can have even more. It's not going to harm you. Well, obviously, yes, it is because the quality has gone down so much. And in order to compensate for that, the quantity has become so excessive. You're not even going to enjoy, really, truly enjoy 
what you're eating or drinking. The same is true with food. We can talk about food all day long, but it's going to make you want more and more and more to make up for what you're getting less and less and less of. And we all know that. Now thinking about food in the, the store, I just really don't like the fact that you can go to a special store, a health food store, right? A nature store and buy organic products. Great. They're organic. They have the real ingredients, the natural ingredients. How much do they cost? Like I said, a lot of the people who buy a lot of the things in restaurants, they buy it because you can get more for less money. Well, if you want the good stuff, you're obviously going to have to pay more money. Not everyone can afford that. And how really when we're talking about the quality of a product, if you're going into a store and you want to buy a fruit or a vegetable in a can, okay, obviously that's not the same thing as what it would be if you got it out of the ground if you grew it. That's why a lot of people are willing to take the time and effort. The things around them externally are things that they interact with. When it's high quality, they don't need 32 ounces of anything. They don't need two pounds of anything. You can have a really good consumable uh, a consumption experience with a moderate amount of a high quality product. Yeah, you think about now how much you really do want to have good quality products. How much do you want to have things in your life that, you know what, this is the good stuff. If it didn't cost twice as much, how often would you do that? Or truth, do you kind of like the, the junk food now just because you're so used to it? How long would it take you to get back into that? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm willing to have that stuff that kind of tastes weird. Well, that's because it's real sugar. Yeah, it would be okay if it wasn't so expensive for a lot of people, myself included, and that's why I brought that up. <laughs> so is your health contagious? Well, in the context of a society as a whole, yeah, everybody is becoming less healthy and it is affecting everybody else, even if it's only from the source of capitalism. So let's just go ahead and write off one of the less important things. That's our physical constitution not just our current condition. Okay, so when we come back, we're gonna be talking about more of the internal things that are going on inside of us, no matter what's happening around us, the things we have the most power and control over and the things that are the most powerful and influential in our lives. This is The Power of Synergy, and I'm your host, Gabrielle Cardona. back to the power of synergy on bbs radio i'm your host gabrielle cardona and today we're talking about is your health contagious so we're talking about the different elements that really comprise the human constitution yeah we have a physical body and we have a brain and we have a heart in that physical body those are physical organs but when we're talking about our mind 
our, our thoughts and our emotions, how much of that is, it's not a, a tangible, it's not literal, it's not concrete, it's something abstract. How aware are we of who and what we are and how much um, awareness of how other people really are, are built in that way as well to the point of being proactive healthful around them with ourselves with them for them okay so now we're going to look at a few things internally like one of the things i i just finished a book about it's going to be out in the market pretty soon so anybody who wants to put it on special order can go to my website (laughs) at synergy relationship coaching now the fact is there are certain things that internally people are very very good at and it's it's important to know how to spend your time during your day there are going to be certain things that are going to be naturally flowing from you in your thoughts and feelings based on your personality and there are going to be activities that you are simply going to prefer to do because of your personality what are those things without going into too much detail about personality um, dichotomies, because that's an entirely different show. And you can go ahead and check the archives at BBS Radio and my um, The Power of Synergy. The archives, there are entire shows that I've done that have gone into great detail about each of those dichotomies. But once you have the letters, I'll just go over those really quick. You have to know the order of the activities because you're going to have to do things in your life that are not your personal preference They're not your personality's nature. Okay. They're called uh, different orders. They have different names. The first one is dominant. The next one is auxiliary. The next one is tertiary. And then finally, inferior. But really quickly, the first one is about your social energy. You're either an introvert or an extrovert. If you don't know off the top of your head, I'll give you three questions you ask yourself. First of all, how much do you like talking to a lot of people that you don't know? If you're an extrovert, you love it. And you don't even realize you've been talking for four or five hours until everybody leaves. And you're like, wow, that was great. If you're an introvert, you'd really rather just speak to the people that you know, that you're comfortable with and that you like. Number two, uh, how comfortable are you being loud when you have to get something out and you have to, or you have to interrupt people in order to be heard? How much does that bother you? Well, an extrovert would be fine doing that. An introvert would say, you know what? I'll wait for you to finish. Please give me the same consideration. And number three, um, when you have a special event, is it the more the merrier? And hey, I just met that person. They're nice. They're my friend. Go ahead and bring them along. Well, if you're an extrovert, yeah. Or if you're an introvert, you would say, this is a special occasion. There's only going to be special people here with me. My friends, an introvert would only have a few people that they would want because they only have a few people in their life who are their friends. Okay. The second one is how do you focus? Do you focus your attention on things around you or inside of you more? Well, the things around you, you're either sensory or if you're more internally focused about your thoughts and feelings, then you're an intuitive. A couple questions I like to ask that. Number one, how easily do you get lost in a new place or forget people's face? <laughs> a sensor, they literally have this constantly ongoing thoughts and sights, experience of touch and taste. And they, they are amazingly good at remembering tangible details. An, in, an intuitive would get lost walking around the block probably a couple of times. And they might remember someone, oh, yeah, I think I met you before. Okay. The second question is, <laughs> do you want to think about things big picture, long term, or tangible, concrete right here, right now? 
in, intuitives are about the big picture, the um, meaning behind things. The sensor is about the tangible right here, right now. Yeah, this is something that's real for me, which begs the next question. The third question is, if you knew that there was a sensory experience, it might not be a good, good experience. How much do you still want to have it? Well, you know what? A sensor would say, well, that's what life is about. Life is about experiences. And sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're bad. And intuitive would say, you know what? I, I kind of imagining that experience. Yeah, no, that's not a really good experience. I don't want to, I don't, I don't need to have it to know that it's not a good thing. Well, a sensor would say, well, sometimes it not being a good thing is the good thing <laughs> to have that experience. The third part is the third letter is uh, how do you make decisions, a thinker or a feeler? Well, if you're a thinker, you want to make your decisions in life based on information in an objective way. Well, if you're a feeler, you make your decisions based on people and your sensitivity to their needs and their thoughts and their feelings. A thinker would say, okay, I'm okay accepting information that's unpleasant and even being the source of that information. That's the first thing I ask you. A feeler would say, no, no, you don't have to hurt somebody. And if I hurt somebody in what I'm doing, then that hurts me even more. There's got to be a better way, which kind of leads to the second question. If you had to be the bearer of bad news, how much would it affect you? A thinker would say, well, you know what? Eventually they're going to find out anyway. And, and that's just part of growing up. That's part of life. You have to be okay with that. I'm doing someone a favor by helping them to become better equipped for life. A feeler would say, I don't, I don't want to be that person because if I know for any reason, in any way, I'm causing someone pain unhappiness I'm going to be even harder on myself than they would even if they said they forgive me well yeah you know what and then that's the last one if a feeler says you know I have a need and you have a need your need is more important a thinker would say well which one in this in, in this situation because of this and this theirs is more important but mine is more important okay uh, logically okay you're right yes yours is more important than mine but I, I, I'm going to take care of mine when we're done here <laughs> Okay, and then the last one is if you're a J or a P, a judger or a perceiver, when you carry out your decision, you're either um, structured and consistent and predictable, or you're flexible and spontaneous. The questions I like to ask real quick are, when you have things that you have to get done, do you write a list? Okay, well, you know what people do, when you do something that's not on your list, do you get more excited when you cross it off and to the point where you actually write on your list something that wasn't originally there just so you could cross it off that means you're a judger a perceiver would probably lose their list halfway through the day the second question i ask about that is are you more excited at the beginning or the end a judger would say well yeah i can't get close to the end and then not finish i'd go crazy a perceiver would say yeah no i'm, I'm excited in the beginning and i kind of lose but and i can change my my idea and my my focus and and do a lot of new different things without finishing okay and that again is in my next question about being that structured way when it comes to time if someone had a three o'clock appointment well a j would say you need to get there five minutes early and a, a p would say well whatever whatever time i get there as long as it hasn't started then i'm not officially late so the question that i ask is would you rather be three or four minutes late and have it be okay or 55 minutes early just for your own peace of mind a j would say i don't care if nobody else is ready i need to be on time because that's my responsibility and on time means early okay so keeping that in mind now functional order is about the s and the n and the t 
and the F. Everybody has to do all of those things. It's just a matter of how much time should you, for your health, do each of those things in each of those settings in order to remain healthy. Do you have any idea? Well, I'm giving people the, um, the formula. You need to spend 50% of your waking day doing your dominant function. Which of those four letters is your dominant function? There's a formula that you can go ahead and uh, listen to my other show. It's, it's kind of, um, it's not a long um, explanation, but you got to think about which one, the second, the dominant, auxiliary, tertiary, inferior, just know this. 50% of your waking day needs to be your dominant function. 25% of your waking day needs to be your auxiliary function. 15 to maybe 20% of your day should be your tertiary and only five to 10% of your day should be your inferior function because your dominant function is like breathing. You really and truly do need to do it. Your body and your mind and your heart all want to do it the most. It's naturally easy for you. It's so easy. It's automatic. It's genuinely enjoyable for you. Some people think those are the same thing. That's not true. Something can be easy for you, but you don't necessarily like to do it. You really enjoy your dominant function and you do it well without a whole lot of effort. That's your dominant function. So you need to be doing activities that that's true of for you. Well, you might, your initial reaction might be to say, that's never true. How in the world is that ever true? You know what? Yeah, it is. You just might not be doing those things right now. That might be part of why you're not healthy. Okay, now your auxiliary function, there's only two of those things. It's not automatic, but it is enjoyable for you. And you do it well. I liken it to eating. The dominant function is like breathing. If you stop doing it, you literally will suffocate and die. You have to do your dominant function. Your auxiliary function is like eating. You don't have to do it all the time, but you must do it consistently and in a good quantity, right, when you do it. So the fact that it's not automatic, but you do it well, and it's enjoyable for you, in order to do it, you do need a motivation, right, a reason to do it, just to kind of get you started. That's good, like hunger, okay? And then the third level is your tertiary function. It's not automatic, and you know what? It, it's not really that enjoyable, but you can do it well. You can definitely do it well. I liken it to walking. Yeah, walking is good. It's just not something you want to do all day, every day. And past a certain point, it does demand effort on your part to keep going. And it can be exhausting again for you if you do it too much all at once, or if you're doing it when you just don't have the energy you do have to so not only do you need the motivation but you also need compensation a reward when you're done to give you that extra energy not everybody knows that they do things in life without giving themselves a the motivation that mental and then the reward that emotional confirmation when they're doing those activities that compromises their health you should only be doing that if you're awake for a 16 hour day sorry i didn't do the, the auxiliary you need to be doing four hours a day of your auxiliary eight hours a day of your dominant and only two to three hours of your tertiary function now thinking about that in walking terms well yeah two to three hours a day total walking if you walk that's that's a good five miles four or five miles you shouldn't do a whole lot more than that. And yeah, it is okay to do that much. Okay. And then your inferior function is like running. 
yeah, you don't have that, that natural automatic urge to do it. It's not um, pleasurable for you and you don't automatically get that, um, the, the pleasure. You're not good at it automatically. You have to practice and practice and practice and practice. So in order to do your inferior function, which is like running, you need motivation and a compensation um, and a recovery time. When you're done, you literally need to restore yourself back up to 100% when you're done doing your inferior function. It's extremely important for you to not only know that about yourself, but about other people. Don't ask them to do things with you for you that are their inferior function without giving them the motivation and the compensation and the restoration, the reason, the reward, and the recovery time. Okay, so when you're thinking about those things, we're gonna go ahead and take another break when we come back, we're just going to go ahead and, and kind of do a, an analysis of an, uh, like an income, yeah, the, the status of your life. What are you bringing in and what are you putting out and how balanced are you not only in your daily activities, externally, environment you're in, your internal condition, taking care of yourself. Again, I'm going to go ahead and let my viewers know the number at the BBS radio station here. It's 888 Six two seven six zero zero eight. This is the Power of Synergy. I'm your host, Gabrielle Cardona, on BBS Radio. We'll be right back. back to the Power of Synergy on BBS Radio. I'm your host, Gabrielle Cardona. And today we're talking about health. How contagious is your health? We've talked about different elements, your true nature, your biochemical composition, your external world that you, you put yourself in every day. Today, I didn't do anything cosmetic. I didn't do my hair or my makeup, no jewelry, no fancy clothes, because this is just about the very, very foundation of the raw material that you are, that you have, know that you are. You aren't. You don't have a soul. You are a soul. It's your heart and your mind and your body. So now, with all of the things that you've been thinking about and that I've kind of gone over, excuse me, in the show today, I'm going to go ahead and let my viewers know the number again: eight 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 six two seven six zero zero eight. These are going to be some themes that I'm going to be talking about for the next segment, the next few minutes. Your social responsibility, your vulnerability, your attitude, getting yourself recentered, the pharmaceutical and healthcare industry, how all of those things are the deciding factors in the other variables that we've been talking about. And everybody kind of knows them academically because everybody talks about them conversationally or sometimes on television or, you know, in a magazine or a book, but really thinking in a pragmatic way about yourself and the people around you, the lifestyle that you have, but also your true nature. And there's how synergy 
happens when you come together, it's either positive or negative energy that you produce with another soul. Okay, so when you're talking about social responsibility, I think it's funny how, especially in this COVID-19 pandemic, the people are about putting a mask on and staying away from other people and don't touch other people. Well, you know what? They're saying maybe COVID's not that contagious or it's okay if you take your mask off just outdoors or, you know, as long as you're, as long as you're immunized. But when we're talking about the principle of, I owe you, I owe you the consideration. I owe you the time and energy and effort and sacrifice of being truly caring. Look, you know what? I think you're completely crazy and I think you're completely wrong and I don't want to do that and I would never do it for myself. Okay, how about just doing it to be nice? How about being a genuinely good person who cares more about other people than themselves, right, than themselves? I was staying in a in a place where there were some ladies running a, a shelter and I was like, wow, you guys genuinely don't care about the people that are staying here. They have genuine needs. And they said, that's not my problem. Really? Okay. What that translated to is, I don't want to care about you. And I certainly don't want to do anything based on your needs more than mine. Okay. Okay. So now when we're talking about making that, that concession for someone else, what would be the reward? What would be the payoff? Let's say, what would be the purpose of saying, okay, you know what? I don't have to do this for you. Maybe I'm not personally in agreement with you, but I'm going to do something genuinely unselfish for you with the, the good motive, the good intentions of making the quality of your life better. Because I think it's important for you to have a good quality life, just like I would want you to give me that same consideration. Yeah. How would the world change if everybody just a little bit, just took a little step towards that? They don't have to completely become some kind of, you know, humanitarian um, angel, right? That's, that's, that saves people's lives and that is famous and rich that people, you know, want to pay $500 just to come into the presence of. And no, just everybody just did a little bit more giving with the attitude of, yeah, because I care about you. I don't have to, but I want to. I think, I think that would be really, really huge. And I think people would be very pleasantly surprised. But that brings me to the next point is we're all very vulnerable and not everybody likes to acknowledge that. Not everybody likes to talk about it, but our vulnerability is actually one of our greatest strengths. When we're talking about trust we have an ability to connect and bond with other people to say, I'm going to surrender to you to get closer to you. Certain things happen in our mind and our body and our heart. And yeah, we can get hurt. Absolutely. But we can also be loved. We can bond and connect and be um, edified, actually strengthened and built up. And our, our constitution overall changes in an amazing way when we are vulnerable and when we are taking care of other people because the trust and the vulnerability then makes us more willing to do more things in the future with that person that we otherwise would never have done. Well, thinking about what that's worth, how much is that worth as a society when we have that cooperation, not competition? 
we're all on the same side and we're working together. And you know what? I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. That positive energy is your mind and your heart and your body. And if other people see you doing that and they say, wow, okay, I was, I was getting ready to hurt you because I thought you were going to hurt me, but really you do trust me. Wow. Thank you so much. I feel so vulnerable because the truth is I, I need you to trust me and I, I, I need to trust you too. So we can really and truly work together. What's that worth? You could put a, a price tag on that. No, because that's about your true, genuine heart and mind condition. That's invaluable. Well, okay, so how about your attitude in life? Just about um, when something happens and you weren't really sure why it happened and you're thinking, hmm, this isn't quite what I was hoping for or expecting. Well, is the glass half full or half empty? You know, people who are more optimistic and they're more positive in their general overall attitude about when things are going on in life, not only what does it mean and why did it happen, but most importantly, what am I going to do with it? If you see things in a negative way and you feel bad about them, you're not as likely to put those things um, to use in your life, implement them, making them a part of your life, not not necessarily your daily routine, but finding a way and a place to put it to good use in a situation that could affect something that had nothing to do with it. Because your ability to say, I'm, you know what, there's got to be something good about this. Some people say everything happens for a reason. Okay, well, not everybody's into that. They kind of consider that woo, you know, because they're not, they don't necessarily have that same kind of spirituality approach and philosophy. But again, all of the different things that happen are affected by other things and a, a, a manifestation of certain things. The key is being able to identify what all of those different, those different elements and those different factors are. Yeah. So taking the time to say to people, you know what, I need to take care of myself right now and do a little inventory of my thoughts, my perspectives, my emotional response to what's going on. I need to get a different kind of philosophy, a different approach, a different perspective to what's going on. People would love it if you said to them that that trust and that vulnerability, yeah, my my attitude and my mood they're very, very infectious to you. They're very infectious to me. Let's go ahead and just take the time that we need to, to take care of ourselves. And again, everybody loves that beautiful example of put the mask on yourself before you put it on anybody else. Yeah, you really do need to take care of people in the highest quality way that you can, in the strongest and healthiest way that you can, so you can do the most potential good without having to undermine it, by even if it's inadvertently doing something bad. So when you're talking about putting the mask on yourself, because I know most people would just agree with the principle, with the concept. Okay, so when we're talking about that, putting the mask on yourself, how about getting centered? I always tell people that my my ballet teacher was British, she was English. um, And she, whenever one of the girls would get kind of losing her balance or she'd have a hard time getting a certain step because we would do it over and over and over. She would give us a four or five step, excuse me, um, little dance, a, a little mini dance that we needed to do. And we had the entire floor. So we would go in threes, groups of threes, 
down the floor and we would do all of the different moves and she would say, okay, you need to do this a little bit better. Okay, straighten your leg or, and she would say your name. There were times when she would actually say to a girl, you need to step out of line and you need to recenter. She never said, you're getting off balance. You need to get your balance back. She said, go away from the group and recenter. Now, if you're thinking about center, that's an internal reference. Your center is not just what your body is doing. It's the weight where you are um, putting your weight. And then where is your weight up here, your chest? And where is your weight below your hips? And where is the top of your head? Okay, relative to that straight line, getting centered. It's finding where in you is that base, that core of your center, that everything else is going to be a manifestation of. How much, how much time is it going to take for you not only to find that place inside of yourself, but to get yourself centered around that good, strong source? Do you know? Do you know how to? Would it be a good project for you to say to yourself, I'm going to give myself some time to get to know myself and do different activities, but be careful. There are a lot of experts out there who will give you a lot of different advice. I always tell my clients again, I really do know that understanding, understanding your center, taking that time, knowing your personality, they're all the same thing because they feed off of each other. So today we're going to go ahead and, and go a little bit over on the show, but not very much because BBS radio still works. If anybody has any questions or comments, you can feel free to go ahead the last time, 888-627-6008. But in summary, we are all interactive. We are interdependent. The power of synergy. Everything is affected by everybody else and vice versa. You have the power to create good or create evil. There is no neutral energy. When you know you have power, with power comes accountability. Every week, we're going to be talking about a different subject. So if you want to ask a question, you can go ahead and call in. Thank you so much for joining me today on BBS Radio for the Power of Synergy. I'm your host, Gabrielle Cardona.